All right. So I believe I have uh, Mr. Todd Springer on our first. This is our first uh, Zoom podcast, isn't it? Yeah, it's always fun to play with new technologies and see how we can pervert them. Yeah, that's that's generally what we did. And, and you know, from our experience working at the, the old group, uh, it wasn't exactly new technologies. It was trying to pervert the old-ass technologies that we had that were taped and God knows what held together with. But, uh, yeah, so... The, the, oh, I, I forgot. I was going to mention one other thing, too, that uh, anybody listening to, I did just finally get a new batch of uh, MoFo stickers. I ordered them like two months ago, and I guess kind of forgot about them, and I don't know if it was a supply chain thing or whatever, but they just came in the mail. So anybody that wants them can can uh, message us. Do you have a sticker fetish? You always seem to fix it on stickers, or is that just a holdover from the old radio days when bumper stickers were super awesome and highly coveted well part of it is no one turns down a sticker yeah true. That, and it's another way for creative vandalism so many bathrooms so many light poles <laughs> if, yeah if those are the only places there was a certain program director that you've seen photos of that had uh some some women wear some stickers too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back in the girls gone wild days, you know. Yeah, it took him a while to actually admit that he did it, and then I then I sent him the pictures, and he goes, "Oh God." <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> what we're talking about today is. Well, we're going to start kind of talk about, talking about wingmen, about what it takes to be a good wingman. And, and um, the weird thing for me is I don't think I've ever actually needed one because I've always just fallen like ass first into a relationship. Because it was never like anything that I planned. I never went out to a bar and, you know, I had to have someone, you know, separate someone from the herd for me. Jesus, you but see there, it like that. Well, but there were there were occasions now, and this is this is one specific one. I, I'm sure I was yours on multiple occasions. Um, aside from times when I had to take your your phone away on like the the infamous belly dancer night. Oh yeah, isn't that the night I was chugging syrup? Uh, chugging syrup and uh, peed on a church too. Peed on a oh, uh, dude, dude. <laughs> I thought that was supposed to go to your grave. Nope, no. Damn it. Yeah, it's well, kind of a kind of a historic building, actually. I, I think about that whenever I drive by there. But um, first time I think we seriously attempted it was at the Essen House. Oh and yeah, that little waitress. Oh, it wasn't just one waitress. It was every single waitress. Basically, what what we did. Yeah, but only one sat in my lap. That's that's true. The only one of them, I think, totally fell for it. But um, for those not familiar with it, the Essen House is it's kind of a Bavarian like German themed bar that on like Friday nights has a polka band that plays. Yeah. They they play but they play like eighties polka, <laughs> all pop music and stuff like that. And what I did that night. Partially just out of sheer boredom. I think Kristoff was with us on this night, too. 
Yeah, one um, of my buddies was having a book release party. He, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. He used to drive down there and drink a lot of German beer. And eat a oh, lot God. of cabbage. That was that was a uh, car ride home where we had to crack all the windows. I was gonna say there was a there was a pit stop made at a at a quick trip that I should still probably send them some kind of an apology letter for because the three of us crammed with like sauerkraut, dark beer, and bratwurst. Um, did did things in that bathroom that uh, they probably had to close it for a while afterwards. But um, at that night, that that particular night, um, I told every single person that was there that we talked to, just random people that we talked to, mo- mostly the waitresses, that you were actually a client of mine. You spoke, yep. at, and I was supposed to take you out on the town, and you spoke absolutely no English. <laughs> but you loved hugs, I remember right. So, yeah, you pimped hard that night. You pimped strong. Yeah, well, that, that's that's what a good wingman does. I mean, it's not just about you know. Let let's okay. Let's say you're you're at a bar or something like that, and um, this happened with another friend of mine. He uh, was really interested in this girl, but could not separate her from her friend. And I uh, guess who stepped in? And I didn't actually take one for the team, but I know I did pay for a lot of drinks that night for people that I knew. And I, I did get take it out on him later, actually, when I. And I still kind of feel bad for this. I, I let him um, actually take home what he thought was a woman, but was actually a dude. From oh, my her. God! <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's... Maybe, maybe it awoke something. You know? Well, that was during, you know, lacrosse used to have, uh, they, they still do, they had a, a huge pride fest. And oh, yeah. He was really into it. And that was one of the nights that I didn't hang around the bar after the, the, my gig was done. We hauled ass home to make sure we made it back before they did. And then heard the screams of horror when he figured out what exactly was going on. Reminds me of that scene in train spotting when Begbie picks up a chick in a bar and they're making out in a car and then big surprise. <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I ever really think about in train spotting is how much the the, the worst toilet in the in all of Europe or whatever it is reminds me so much of the one at yesterday's. Oh God! <laughs> hey, there's Mofo stickers in that bathroom too. I think. Um, God. I'll have to go in there and see if they're still in there. Now the second the second one, and this one is a story that I've we've related to on multiple occasions and it involves this is we're just gonna kind of let you roll with this one because it's a it's a more of a buckets of piss this is called the buckets of piss story and how to this day when things just go south like things are going bad i will use the term buckets of piss all right so oh jesus i think I think you had you left the radio station at that point and moved away, but you came back for a visit. And we were hanging out. Yeah, I think I was back from Atlanta. Because at that point, I'd already switched stations off the one that we already had worked with. We'd worked together on. And so, anyways, I'm dating this gal. She got two little kids. Um, 
Mikey's visiting, so for whatever reason, we were over at her parents' house, and she was there with her kids. And her parents are pretty easygoing, laid back, although the dad was actually the girlfriend's stepdad. The, the first thing that he did when we, I remember this vividly when we walked in, was um, tossed us cans of bush light. And I hadn't touched that that stuff since college. And the only reason we ever drank that is because it was just dirt cheap. But yeah, and then we were sitting down watching sports or something. And then you can kind of fill in the rest here. So anyways, at the, at the time the kids were little, like, five and four or six and five something like that it was a girl and a boy and um you know the boy was what does it say mostly potty trained you know there were some concepts he just wasn't quite that familiar with but on the other hand i think a lot of women will tell you that most adult men still aren't fully potty trained because they can't seem to hit that large oval all the time can't or don't want to and i yeah, think i think true. don't want to was what happened in this case i think the kid just just didn't feel like it that day well like i said I mean, there were certain concepts he didn't quite understand like he could wipe his own butt but instead of like throwing it in the toilet he throw it in the garbage can but anyways back <laughs> to the buckets so anyways um you know the kids are playing they're all doing stuff the adults are hanging out the dad goes in the back hallway obviously goes into the bathroom comes storming out just madder than hell yelling at the girlfriend about you know the, there's buckets of piss everywhere he couldn't get anything in the toilet it's just buckets of piss everywhere and we're like this you know this little guy couldn't have peed more than maybe half a cup you know a bladder ain't that big when you're like five or six well you don't know how long he was holding it though either Still, still, I don't know, but he just burst out out of nowhere, just furious. And I mean, you're you're there, just you know, trying not to lose it, because obviously you're think this is freaking hilarious. And I'm like, oh well, yeah, I had I really had nothing vested in this situation. I wasn't the one getting late or anything like that from this, but I was there. I think I don't I don't wonder if I was you if i knew ahead of time that we were going there or i was if you duped me into going well, i think you, you wanted to meet the girl because i don't think you could believe i actually was dating anybody or anybody would actually date me without some sort of like you know money changing hands there there is a chance i, I did want to make sure she actually existed or was not inflatable stuff like that or a dude usual stuff guys bust balls over <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just is, I know, maybe this isn't the best story, but for us, this is one of those things where it's always been a running joke between the two of us. It just, you know, it's like the punchline of a joke, like wrecked him, damn near killed him. <laughs> or, um, buckets of piss. Yeah, you know, see, I, stuff, yeah, I mean, obviously you just hear the phrase, you start chuckling. See, I think maybe we should attempt to make that a thing. Like when you're, when everything in your day has gone completely wrong, you just, how was your day? Buckets of piss. Maybe like a hashtag, buckets of piss, I could put it up on our, our, on our Twitter page. 
So to, so to put that situation in a broader perspective, so I only went out with her for about six months because I just couldn't handle the drama anymore. God, you know, it just every other month she'd tell me she was late and I'd be in like panic mode. And after a while, I'm like, okay, this is getting old. And then, um, you know, she just was always creating drama somewhere. And, you know, I'd be at work and she'd be like instant messaging me, just kind of bugging me all day. And I am ashamed to say this, but I broke up with her over instant message. But it was one of those things where, you know, she was provoking me. It's like, well, you just want to break up then? I'm like, you know what? Yes. Yes, I do. And she's like, oh, my God, did you break up with me and instant message? I'm like, yeah, yes, I did. You know what? I'll drop your key off, whatever else you get in my freaking house, you know, later on, you know. So I did. I just stuck it in a paper bag and put it on her doorstep and drove off. Maybe with a, maybe with some diapers for the kid too, just in case. Well, that was the hard part. You know, when you date somebody, you know, breaking up with the girl is harder than breaking up with the kids. Yeah. They got along really good with the kids. That's, that's kind of the situation. I mean, both of us are in right now where it's like, I've, uh, I told someone that I was seeing a couple of years ago now, I don't want to meet your kids because this deep down inside me, I'm knowing this isn't going to work out. I am not good at relationships in, in any way, shape or form. And second of all, I am awesome. And your kids are going to miss the shit out of me when they do. But what what happened? What ended up happening was on her second date, I went to pick her up. And the next thing I know, her three kids come flying out of the house and they're calling me Uncle Mikey already. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) So I don't even... the, the, the really crazy thing right now is think about this is like most of the people that we're dating have either got kids that have moved out of the house or they're, they've got kids in college now. So it's kind of convenient. I got high school classmates. They got grandkids already. I got cousins with grandkids already. Oh yeah. I've got friends that are on their third divorce now too. Yeah. I got one buddy. He swore he'd never get married again. So two divorces and three kids and. The, the thing I get is uh, you're, you've never been married. You don't have any kids. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, where do yeah, we, I get that too. Where, where do we start? And no, I'm not gay. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, they're... Well, I think I for me, part of it is like my married friends don't want me around their wives. <laughs> well, I, think there's, there's an old, I think it's an old Irish proverb. Like the most dangerous thing to a community is an unmarried man. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I I don't know how to, you know, some of my buddies' wives, before they were wives, have seen my junk. And, um, oh, that's got to make for an interesting conversation. Well, one New Year's Eve, we're all partying at my parents' house because they were out of town. And I, we decided, like, let's put on a little show for the girls. Of course, my buddies, being the gigantic pussies that they are, opted out. So here's me dancing in my underwear, and it didn't really dawn on me that, like, the flap of my boxer was not connected, and the button was not buttoned. Oh, who buttons so, those? Who really does actually button those anyway? Yeah, so anyways, they got a, they got a, a glimpse of uh, the bait and tackle, the 
you know, you know Mr. Winky in the rhythm section, whatever you want to call it. Uh, twig and Giggleberries. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, there, there's another there's another joke where a, a wife says to a husband, I, I bet I can say something to you that's going to make you incredibly happy and incredibly depressed at the exact same time. And he says, there, there's no way that you can actually do that. It's, it's, it, it's impossible. You can't do it. And she says, your penis is much bigger than your brother's. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that would do it. Me being, uh, me being Todd's wingman story. So what, what else? Do we have any other real good stories? Well, let me finish up with his family first. Oh, shit. Okay. So anyways... The gal is dating. Her folks really like me, and I really hit it off with her mom. You know, I, I do really well with parents and with little kids. It seems like the middle part with the actual girlfriend parts the struggle. Is your mom anyways, still? In, is your mom still engaged? By the way. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have to wait till he dies. So. Fuck. Anyway. Right. Um. So, anyways, like the mom's like, well, I got a, another daughter. You want to date her? I'm like, uh, no. I think I'm done with your family. But then, like, about a month ago, I ran into the dad, and yes, he's still buying Bush Light. He's like, hey, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I didn't think he'd remember me. Christ, it's been... 15 years? Yeah, at least. At least. (laughs) You know, so, apparently I still had high regard in that family, which is super awkward, you know? He's like, oh, that guy you were dating. Geez, I wish we could have kept him instead of you. You know, shit like that. <laughs> I think what I'm going to do, too, is I'm going to post a link to... Um, we've got a Radio Mofo uh, voicemail line now. So we can actually take calls. Um and see if anybody else out there has any like wingman stories that went like horribly wrong because I mean the good ones are I mean the the one where I kind of took one for the team and and helped out a friend of mine he ended up actually marrying the chick even though they break up like every other week I'd get a phone call from him saying hey do you need a roommate <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you know I remember I, rem- I was there the night that they met and I was standing around at the bar trying to stall the bouncers from kicking the two of them out and stuff like that and and for a long time felt really guilty about even kind of like letting him hang around this 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 chick in the first place turns out she's actually she's 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 cooled off i I did as far as i know she hasn't kicked him out and i i don't think he I think one of the big issues at the time was that he had a ferret. What? <laughs> yeah, and... The, oh, there's a deal breaker. Yeah, do you know a normal guy that owns a ferret? I don't know any normal people, period, that own ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's... Don't ask me how I know this, but I think there's a sex toy that's actually called a ferret. I mean, there's 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 rabbits. There's got to be ferrets. Oh yeah, the, the rabbits are legendary. You would know. There's a whole episode of Sex of the City about a rabbit. 
think one of them got addicted to it. She wouldn't leave the house. Uh, I'm going to have to have our research department get on that. A crack team of scientists. <laughs> which is, well, maybe we'll have to find some testers. See which is better, the rabbit or the ferret. You know, speaking of wingman stories, you know, I was thinking back to college, like one of the times I could have totally used a wingman. Um, I think it was my last year of college. We had a party at the house and I was kind of hanging around with this like super cute little hippie girl. You know, she listened to Ani DeFranco all the time, had a ring through her, her nostril, which for some reason has always kind of turned me on. And so she brought her girlfriend, Veronica, with to the party. And Veronica just was pissy the whole fucking night. She's like, this sucks, let's leave. This sucks, this leaves. And I'm like, God, I just tried to get her down to my room so we can listen to music and stuff, and I can't get rid of, you know, Veronica. Sounds like a treat. Like, we could have made, you know, Wendy and I could have made sweet, sweet music together. Or, you know, braided her hair or whatever you do with hippie girls. Um, but yeah, I just remember like, son of a bitch, why, why is there no, because my roommates were all busy doing their thing with their ladies or wannabe ladies. And here's me, you know, battling on my own. Never went anywhere with that one. Uh, Wendy, what are she doing now? What if she sold out and works at the bank or something? <laughs> probably, probably. But I remember like, you know, people that, you know, like all full of piercings, dyed black hair, angry all the time super punks and you run into them now and now they're super domesticated with kids and i'm like and republicans that or they found jesus you know like they like jesus like more than a friend yeah you know? see I've, I've seen that that meme before that says why is it that every whore i knew in high school seems to have found jesus now yeah hedging their bets I don't know. That was my thing, though. As I, I always had a thing for for the the emo, emo kind of chicks before that. You know, were either clearly not interested in me or just not interested in men in general. But it didn't stop me from trying. Actually, on the back on the wingman front, another scenario is you know. So I had a buddy. I was at the. We actually threw the party where he met the gal that would eventually become his wife. And, you know, he had very, very little dating experience. He didn't get laid until he was 26. Wow. And yeah, I think he only had, like, two girlfriends in his life. And so anyways, he engages, gets engaged to this chick, and she turns into a bridezilla. Just, I hate to say it, but just, like, mega cunt. And just totally rubs his mom and his sister the wrong way to the point where he breaks up with her. And so anyways, um, a couple days go by and then she comes to the house. And, you know, he's back in his room just, you know, depressed, hanging out. And she comes in and she wants to talk to him. And, you know, I let her in. And then they patch things up and eventually get married and blah, blah, blah. But then I, in the back of my mind, I've always wondered, did I make the right decision letting her in? Or should I just <laughs> have told her to fuck right off? You know, go ruin somebody else's life. But yeah. I don't know, they, as far as I could tell, as far as I've heard, you know, that whole Bridezilla thing didn't come back. You know, she's got other big neuroses, but, you know, she... She came to grips with whatever she had to and 
They're still together. Jesus Christ, how many years has it been? Almost 20? Maybe more than that. That's more successful than most marriages these days. Yeah. But they have a pretty simple life. They don't have any kids. I don't know that I've ever directly caused a divorce, but I know that there's probably some that I should have. (laughs) I know. It's those nagging questions in the back of your head is like, God, did they do the right thing by action or inaction? Yeah. Yeah, because I've got uh, a friend or two that just seemed... Constant, constantly miserable with their married married lives and everything like that and it's not I'm not it's I'm not thrilled about being single it's just that I've kind of given up on trying I just don't even care anymore well it's a busy full world out there you can find lots of ways to occupy your time yeah and until your your mom's uh, fiance dies I guess I'm gonna have to wait all right fair enough oops